is hot and it is dry and we need to rain. <laughs> and I'm sure you guys missed me. This is the biggest podcast in the greater Bone Gap area. This is the Bushels and Barrels program. I'm Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can find me as usual hanging out with the perspiring because it's hot patriot. She's hot. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. <laughs> Still haven't forgot how to open the show, I guess. I guess not. You're doing good. <laughs> well, good deal. It is, it is dry. Mm-hmm. It's not 2012 dry, but it's dry. You know something that I've noticed? What? I don't, I'm not very active on Facebook, but I do read once in a while when I have time what people are posting. And I'm on this, I'm going to just go out and say, go ahead and say it's a stupid uh page called grain market discussions and most of these farmers it's so much drama these farmers just oh this is 2012 it's like they're ready to mow the crop down i have not seen one field of corn turning white yet like it did in 2012 is the corn rolled up yeah it's rolled up um but I planted corn here in the last two weeks, popped right up out of the ground. I'm looking out the uh, window of the studios here, right down perfectly green rows of corn, and it's still growing. We're getting there. So we're, we're fine. We just need a rain. That's all there is to it. We need a rain. But, I mean, there's still moisture in there. As a matter of fact, there was a couple tile outlets that I saw this past week still running water. Not a lot, but they were still dribbling. Hell, in 20. 20- 12 there was no tile running anywhere but anyway what do you think how's your flowers doing i gotta water them every day every day the lawn's looking a little bit better you water it It is yeah yeah the landscaping guy showed up exactly (laughs) he actually told me that i didn't kill the grass but man i i scorched it pretty good so um he came in and treated the yard and i'll have him back uh, it was reasonable, reasonably priced. Yeah. So it was. I, I'm impressed. He can right. kill. He can kill some clover now. Yeah. Man, because I can't. <laughs> we can't. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> we can kill everything but the clover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but the actual grass I didn't kill. It came out. It came out of it amazingly. Yeah. I was telling it to grow the entire time too. So. Well, of course. Speaking to it. Of course. <laughs> grow, baby, grow. And then I planted <laughs> on top of it, and I don't even know if any of that came up because our irrigation people. Didn't come out, and anyway, so I had to keep a try. It was, it's fine. It's coming out of it. It yeah. looks plush. Right. Mm-hmm. Now right. I need to sharpen the mower blades. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's right. always something. It's fine. Well, we got done planting. Um, then I had about 60 acres of corn that I had to replant because I was, j- that field, it lays wet anyway. As a matter of fact, is the one we did, Jess and I did a TikTok on about a week ago. <laughs> um, it, it lays wet, and that one cloud that decided to dump three and a half inches of rain dumped it right there mm-hmm. and I mean just drowned what I had it went in the ground perfect whenever I planted it the first time but uh went in replanted it six days later you can row it so it's all coming up um Cody was giving me crap the other day it's Memorial Day weekend and I'm planting a 117 and a 118 day corn he goes what the hell are you planting such a long season corn this late in the season this late well I mean that's what he said. Okay. I was like, dude, I planted 118-day corn last year on May the 30th, and it absolutely rocked it. Yeah. Like, did really, really, really well. As good yeah. as any of the corn I had. Yeah. So, I've told you guys before, I like planting in summertime clothes because shit just <laughs> wants to grow. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what we're in the business of. I, I hate putting seeds in the ground and it takes four weeks for them to emerge. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody gets by with it doing it. I just don't. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm always one of the last guys in the field and I'm always one of the last guys done. And I really don't care. As long yeah. as I do a good job, raise good crops, that's all I care. Good. So, I like the attitude. Yeah. Sometimes you get all worked up and... Uh, then, sometimes, yeah. Know, sometimes. A little stressful. Yeah. Another reason we haven't been here, besides the obvious reasons of farming, is uh, Cohen's baseball season got finished up here. Um, lost in the, I'll call it the second round of the playoffs. Uh, they played down at Harrisburg at SIC. Uh, Anna Jonesboro knocked them off. They were just a better team all the way around. Plus, Mount Carmel just didn't seem like they showed up for that game very much. That's true. Um, a lot of silly mistakes. Yeah, I mean, and that's what kills you in the playoffs. And yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're playing junior league baseball, basketball, or whatever, all the way up to the big leagues. The little stuff, if you just start making mistakes, mm-hmm. they just cost you. And that's exactly what happened. But I feel old. Mm-hmm. I feel old. 43 years old. I got you're an looking eight, good. I got an 18-year-old. Well, thank you. I got an 18-year-old that's done. Yeah. With high school. Yeah. But I feel young, too, because Alden keeps me young. Daddy's boy. <laughs> Jess is uh, Jess is having problems here this summer. I am. You know, I, I did not anticipate Alden wanting to be. So every year, you know, it's the summer and then it, there's a transition period. And uh, so after preschool's over, you know, we go into kindergarten. We do the graduation thing. I'm expecting him to be here doing arts and crafts with me all day long, every day Through the for the summer. summer. Like in going with Ryan every now and then, like he's always done every now and then. Yeah, He has been with Ryan almost every single day. Now I do have a clean garage, <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm not, I was not anticipating this change. Yeah. He is my shadow. Yeah. I wake up in the morning. He's right there with me. And mm-hmm. whenever I walk out the door, He's right there with me. Yeah, and he's balling. And I mean like crocodile tears if dad goes and does something like goes and checks crops on the four-wheeler just to kind of go do that. Maybe it's not the safest terrain for Alden to be on the four-wheeler with him or something. He's like crocodile tears. Well, just this morning getting up to go to church. We slept in. Mm -hmm. Church is at 8.30. I -hmm. woke up at 10 till 8. Now, granted, church is only five minutes down the road. Still, yeah. But like I'm in a hurry. Yeah. So I'm getting up straight into the shower to get ready for church. Alden's not up yet. By the time I get out of the shower, he's up. And I'm just like, well, it's too late. You can't go yeah. to church. And the boy just starts bawling. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to go to church with you. Mm-hmm. So He just wants to be with you. So as I say I'm old, he's going to keep me young. Yeah, he will. He will. <laughs> he's a sweet boy. Uh, he fell off the sprayer trailer this week. Yeah, face mm-hmm. planted from about four foot high. That was nice. Mm-hmm. But he still has his teeth. So that's good. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty nice bruise on his cheek, two bruises on his cheek and shoulder and wrist. Yeah. Poor little guy. He's just a boy. Yeah. He's all boy. He's tough, yep. isn't he? Yep. He, yeah, he totally is tough. He's tougher than nails. Oh, breaks my heart. But I'm not ready for this whole new level of independence that he's found. <laughs> also, he doesn't have to do chores when he's with dad. You know, he's just working, which is fun for him. And I make him like <laughs> pick up stuff, <laughs> right? pick up after himself. And then we have to, if we go swimming, we're going to work on swimming. We're not just going to jump in the pool and with a floaty on or whatever, <laughs> we're actually going to swim. Right. So, right. <laughs> anyway, so it's been, it's. What else been going on? It's just, it's been what, three weeks 
since we've Something had one. Like we that. missed two or three. Yeah. It's and just what it is. And I'm sorry, people. Yeah. You're, I mean, we have life. I think that's the best explanation. Well, this and is like just whenever life. I was in the hard pull of planting, plus trying to make it to these baseball games. Well, you were stopping in the field and going any extra time that you had extracurricular, you were spending it in the ball field with Cohen. You yeah. weren't, you weren't doing Enjoying his other. last year of yep. baseball. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, I think that's where that, a lot of your In a way that kind of made me feel like I was behind. Right. So some of those Sundays that we missed recording, I was actually working. Yeah. I just wasn't here. And then other ones is like, damn guys, I just want to take one day off. And I, and this, this podcast requires work, mm -hmm. you know, to come up with stuff and, mm -hmm. and, um, it's just what it is. I know you guys get it. Yeah. And next year, if we do the scholarship again, which I think that we will, we've had such a good response. Um, I will do a little bit better planning for like announcement dates and, and all that jazz because it was Memorial Day weekend that was the deadline. Didn't even think about that. No, didn't even think about it because we had planned it so far in advance. So I wasn't I wasn't thinking, oh gosh, we're gonna have to plan around that and do, you know, get all these things Right. Lined Which we up. have. <clears throat> we do have our our top three and as I, of now. What did you think about this? This whole deal. How many did we get? I'm gonna tell you it's tough. This whole thing was tough. How many applications did we get? We had 35 total. 35 total, which, mm -hmm. I mean, for a little podcast like this in the grand yeah. scheme of things, mm -hmm. that's, I, I'm humbled that we had that many people apply. Not only that, like, I, a lot of them were, you know, thank you for providing this opportunity, you know, for from the Bushels and Barrels podcast, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> So that was cool. And some of them, I, you could, of the ones that, that got sent in, uh -huh. I think it was pretty easy to tell the people that actually listened to the podcast yeah. versus the people that were just, yes, yes. you know, throwing shit against the wall and yep. hoping something sticks in mm -hmm. regards to scholarship ap applications. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. we got a lot. We got <sighs> telling you what, this was hard. This was hard. So what happened was when I went to church this morning. I knew that we had to pick. So I told mm -hmm. Jess, I said, go in there and print them off. She's printed them off while I was at church. When I got home, she had her top ones. and Which is like 15. I, yes. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I don't know how to explain it. I, I can tell you this. For all the crap that we report on here on this podcast and all the crap you see on TikTok and on the news, I, like, like Dan Bongino says on his show once in a while, I'm still long on America. Mm -hmm. And after getting a lot of these these um, applications, I'm, I think he's right. I do. There's still a ton of good, good people out there. Mm -hmm. And whenever I say good people, I mean people who didn't have it easy. They, their, their childhood was not easy. Mm -hmm. And some of these applications, they, they chronicled it. And I mean, tug at the heartstrings. Like... I sit there and I think, you know, whenever I might be having a little bit of a bad day, these guys, these guys are fighting it, you know, from people with, you know, broken, broken, broken families and, and, you know, no money and having to choose, you know, do I fill my gas tank up today or tomorrow or mm -hmm. what, how can I consolidate this trip to the grocery store? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Things that I'm going to tell you, honestly, I don't think about in but these people, they they, sit, they they tell you their story, but at the same time, they're completely optimistic about where they're going. They mm -hmm. know where they're going. Mm -hmm. 
Well, they have a goal. They have a goal. They've achieved the small ones right in front of them and the ones that they've already achieved. And then they're telling you about that. And then you're seeing them grow into this adult that is just kind of like, holy cow, you've dealt with so much more things than, you know, a lot of other kids your age have dealt with. And yeah. you had to grow up real fast. Yeah. So. And, and they're choosing to grow up. Yeah. They're not choosing to be a victim. Right. Because in today's world, it just seems like so many people can just be a victim. Mm-hmm. You are just the product of this circumstance. There's nothing you can do about it here. You're mm -hmm. allowed to bitch. You're allowed to moan. And it's not your fault. And there's nothing you can do about it. So you just stay as a as a dependent upon the state because it's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And no, these these kids are like, no, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, I, I just, so, I love So just it. as an example, this is one of the last lines of one of our applicants of the, the letter of interest. Um Here's what here's what they said. Uh, Without generous donors, young adults in situations like mine wouldn't stand a chance at breaking the generational cycle. That's written by and probably a 17 18, or 18 17 year old. Year old. Mm -hmm. I, this is why I'm long on America, too. This is why I still think there's hope. And you know what? Maybe as a maybe as a whole country, and then looking at things from a very very broad perspective, it's easy to lose hope. But if you start looking at your backyard. And the and your neighbors and the people that you're around, there's still just a ton of good people, mm -hmm. just a ton of them. Mm -hmm. And it just it's, I'm telling you, we got reason to believe it's going to be all right. I just I believe it. Yeah, I just do. Um, so we have three candidates who are well deserving of a one thousand dollar scholarship. We also have candidates who are well deserving of a thousand dollar scholarship. Ryan and I. If we could, we would take care of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> we would take them all and say, we're going to take care of you for this time being. We're going to, we are going to just bless you with this. We've, I don't, we will do something. I don't know what it is, but we have um, maybe another announcement towards a few other candidates next week. Yeah. I still got to we'll work about. that out. But I, this is what we, and the three that we announced today is not the end of it. So. That's good. Ooh. Okay. So. Plot twist. No, not really. It's just what it is. I mean, yeah. I, I want to help people. It's just mm -hmm. I don't. I this past year I didn't drill a hundred barrel oil well right per day. Yeah, to just give me all this cash to because yeah. I'd give it in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. I really would. Mm -hmm. and we had a lot of local applications, um, which is good, which is fine. Sure. Uh, do you want me to just name them or what do you? How do you want me to do this? Because I'm starting to sweat. Are you? The amount of tears and sweat that has been put into this. The perspiring <laughs> patriot. <laughs> Announce them. Okay. Let's hear them. Okay. We have Caleb Roski from Harrisburg. He is going to school to study power. That's Harrisburg, Illinois. Right? Harrisburg, Illinois. I'm yep. sorry. He'll be going to Southeastern Illinois College in power sports mechanics. Power sports mechanics. Mm -hmm. So he's going to work on four wheelers and ATVs, things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got a so John Deere engine. Gator he can start on. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, we have Abigail Redman from a small town called, I'm going to assume it's called Alma, okay. Michigan. Alma, Michigan. Mm -hmm. She is going into diesel mechanics. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was, she had a heck heavy of a diesel. Ladder. Yeah. Heavy diesel. Yep. Yeah. I love her. Um, I love the, the, the interest letter. It was uh, full of passion. She's got a whole line of diesel mechanics in her family. 
yeah. uh, <laughs> mechanics in general, but I, she's, anyways, she's going to do some great things. And then right here at home in Mount Carmel, we have an applicant. Um, I'll let you announce his name and what he's going to study. Or do you know? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, okay. His, his name is Garrett Hodge. He is from Mount Carmel. He's actually one of Cohen's buddies. And trust me, there's no politics here that's that uh, made us choose him. It was the flat-out great application he turned in. Mm-hmm. Uh, took pride in making this application. He's going to go to school to be a diesel engine technician. Mm-hmm. Uh, a trade. And he's just a great kid. And you could t- shine through and through in, in his application and... He is the winner of the third scholarship. $1,000 scholarship, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you didn't hear your name and you are still a fan, I already know <laughs> there are some more coming. Yeah, so we'll contact those uh, those people this yeah. week. We're excited to, to yep. bless them with the scholarship. And we didn't, so. we, we're not reading the applications on the show until, I mean, we might next week. Yeah. I, I want to get their permission. Yeah. Because some stuff, you know, you just don't hear stories like like you've heard or what we've read. No, you don't hear it. And on some a daily people basis. might not want it shared. Yeah, yeah. And it's a pretty private. And stuff. it's just some of it's just hard to read. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that just and there was more than one of them that just. I mean, they've they've just they've grown up in just rough circumstances, and it's just hard to read. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 the rough circumstances. I, in a lot of these cases has nothing to do with like obviously them the the teenager or the kid but some of the stuff that just happened within their family is just stuff that just it was life and it could happen to anybody and it just happened so happened to their family it just i'll tell you what it was it was tough a couple times choke back a couple tears whenever Mm. jess was reading these on the back porch Mm it's like good grief these are great people they just need some help Mm -hmm. and i want to help them Mm mm-hmm Take the farm. Like I said, <laughs> like I said, we would we would give to every single one of them if we could. I said, Ryan, after I read these out loud to you, you're just gonna want to give them everything. So <laughs> yeah, just warned me. She's like, you can't give you can't give away all of our savings. <laughs> but um, I'm t- I'm telling you what, if you if you guys, I, it's good stuff. And so. and also something that needs to be mentioned here. The fir- those are the first three. We got more coming. And why do we have more coming is because you guys are freaking awesome regarding going to the My Pillow store, mm-hmm. <laughs> putting promo code Hello Jessica, and then we're get- it's not a massive amount of money, Mm-mm. but every single bit of it we're giving right back away right here. Yep. So it's like you guys are supporting the cause and you don't even know it. Yeah. But you are. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to make money. I don't need to make a profit off My Pillow, but if I can, if I can use this program or we can use this program to generate a little bit of revenue and support great american patriots like mike lindell exactly let's do it yeah support a great american company and then turn around and give that money to people who want to help out that help themselves and Mm -hmm. in turn is going to help all of us Mm -hmm. i just so just a Mm win-win just win-win also you know what i think next year we'll just have to get have to get this information out there a little bit better because I feel like there's some HVAC technicians that are going to, that are out there that are going to go to school for that. We didn't get any of those applicants. We got zero HVAC people, you know, and zero welding, zero welding, zero HVAC, Mm -hmm. uh, no pilots. Right. Did we? Uh -uh. Um, Not a one. uh, And a lot of them that, I mean, 
great kids. I'm sure they're great people. They just said, well, I'm going into business. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. You'll find a job. Don't get me wrong, but that's not what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm look, I was looking for, well, we had some great healthcare candidates. We had some great, um, totally, totally. And we, we planned to, to help out some healthcare students for sure. But, um, yeah, it was more geared towards the technical side because that's what we're lacking right now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we really want to. And help it's those something kids. that people can. I mean, it didn't. It doesn't cost a whole lot of money for a person with a uh, that's a diesel engine tech mm-hmm. to start a business. Now, how big of a business? I'm not saying you're going to walk out of college with your diesel engine certification and go build you a $1 million shop shop with six bays in it. And Mm -hmm. and, I mean, all the latest and greatest technical information. No, but it wouldn't take a whole bunch because, I mean, you're going to have your tools from going to school anyway, because I'm pretty sure these schools make you bring your own tools. Really? Uh, I, I can't imagine they wouldn't. I can. For real? Yeah. That's how shit gets stolen. I'm just telling you, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I feel like we live in a culture today where they're going to have to provide the tools or else. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know either. I'm not, I'm not in school, I don't know. so I, I don't know. I would be very surprised if they did, but that's okay. just me. Well, I don't know anything about so, the industry either. So um, I'm just kind of spitballing. <laughs> but, I mean, some of these degrees, though, you can go out and you can start your own business. All you need is a pickup truck. Yeah. You know? You don't even have to have the biggest, nicest uh, service truck in the world with cranes and all that stuff. Lots of times, I mean, a pickup truck with a good set of a good toolbox in the back of it, some diagnostic equipment, mm-hmm. take you a long way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I'm excited for these guys. I really am. And these ladies and gentlemen. So, yes, it's, it's totally exciting. It is. We go ahead and pray real quick. Go ahead. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus, for a beautiful week. Thank you for for grace and for mercy. We give you all the praise and glory for every good thing comes from you. We thank you that you are with us throughout our week. We bless the kids. We bless people who have written to us in the last few weeks. We thank you for the platform that we have to use to bring truth to the public while also being human and trying to be entertaining. Thank you for discernment and wisdom as we make selections for our scholarship and as we sow seeds of focus, love for you, and love for people. We know every good and wonderful things come from you, Lord. We honor your holy name. Amen. Amen. What else you got? Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, please. Are you ready? No, but... Okay. Did you know that Antarctica, in the last 10 years, Antarctica has gained 661... See, it's called Greenland Ice... Greenland ice sheets in the last 10 years. What's that mean? It means it's growing. It's not, it's not. That's not what. It's that, not melting. That's not what CNN says. Well, that's, well, CNN's wrong. No, they're not. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Where'd you get, oh, <laughs> cite your source. Where'd you find that article? The European Geosciences Union. So they've done the study and what they've done is uh, the people who do the other study, like the people who CNN cite. I guess they use some some sort of study, and, and this entire article shows that um, it's called a steady state approach. Would estimate su- substantial ice loss over the same period, but they use a time variable calving flux observation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't 
know anything about that. But all I know is that they're saying that it grew. It didn't shrink. So guess what? It goes against the whole global warming narrative, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> so that was kind of a big point. I, I read that article and I'm like, a lot of this is a bunch of gibberish, but anybody can look that up. It's um, it's change in Antarctica ice shelf area from 2009 to 2019. Hmm. All the research is there. They have their peer review and related articles, whatever. So. Man, that just flies against every narrative. Mm-hmm. That was published in the middle of May. Wow. Last month. Did you yeah. hear that J.B. Pritzker was in Fairfield this past week? No, I didn't. Fairfield, Illinois. That's Donut right. Pritzker. Right down the road from us. It is. He's in Southern Illinois. I'm glad he went back. Yeah. But uh, I guess he flew his private jet into Fairfield's airport. You're kidding. No. Oh, nice. No. His, his private fossil fuel powered jet. Fossil fuel friendly. No, powered. It's powered by fossil fuels. Yeah. Jet fuel is a foss- fossil yeah. fuel, you know. Oh, it was green energy friendly. Is it? It's a freaking jet engine. <laughs> I mean, but then when he landed, I I had a report from the official petroleum geologist of the Bushels and Barrels program, Mr. Ross Bassnett, who lives over there really close to that area, said there is like five or ten of the black uh, SUV type vehicles, like Secret Service vehicles waiting on him. Okay. All powered by fossil fuels. <sighs> And guess who owns oil wells in the middle of that airport? Who? The official petroleum geologist. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> so he, okay. So everything that Pritzker hates, he flew right into. Mm-hmm. Did some donation to something over there. I have no idea why he was even there. It was it was to give money to something. Some op ed. I, I have no idea. Op, opinion editorial. I don't know. Op ed. Is that what it is? That what it was? Some something like that. No, I I don't know what the hell he was doing. He's given he, he's given a grant to somebody over there, okay. whatever. But he just all the things you know. He's he's big on green energy. He's big on well. I just read an article here last week where um, he's wanting to follow California's lead mm-hmm. on getting rid of all semis that's older than 2010. Mm. There goes our whole fleet of tank trucks. <laughs> stupid like they'd be rendered worthless we'd have to go sell them in a different in a different state and then buy newer stuff yeah i i'm not gonna do i'm gonna drive mine i'm it's my private property they can shove it up their ass that's Mm. bullshit Mm -hmm. but anyway it just it just seemed funny that everything that made his world go around uh last week was fossil fuels and (laughs) He flies into an area that's got a lot that produces a lot of fossil fuels. Hell, there's oil wells on the airport property, mm-hmm. and he flies back out and he goes mm-hmm. up there to Springfield and tells us how we're killing the world. These people—they're dickheads. Can't stand them. They're just dumb, ignorant, they are. ignorant. You got any other ones? Um, yeah, I wanted to to talk about. Well, mainstream is talking about the budget deal. You know, the U.S. was going to crash if we didn't oh, yeah. like sign that into law. They always or say that. So I listened to a snippet of uh, Rand Paul, and he was talking about the stupid things that we spend our money on. Did you know that we are spending our money on? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> the differences in country frogs and their mating sounds versus city frogs and their mating sounds. I'm not kidding. <sighs> yeah. And then 
also a study, a million dollars goes to a study of selfies. And if it helps to create more love for thyself. <laughs> Self, like the pictures, like you take a picture of yourself, a selfie, like a and selfie, put it out there. A picture of yourself. Oh. And does it help you love yourself more or is it more self-loathing? So there's, there's a study. There. I don't know. I think that's a waste of money. You think? Mm-hmm. You think? Does well, it matter? It, the mating calls? What, whatever. What, what the <laughs> hell ever happened to a government that just, you know, we're going to, we're going to tax you to uh, spend some money on some infrastructure to keep your roads in decent shape, go up and down so you can move around. And then we're going to tax you and use the money for some kick-ass military. Yeah. And that's roads. It. And roads and bridges. That's I mean, what that's I just fun. said. Infrastructure, roads, bridges, things. Okay. But like frogs? Yeah. Frogs? Yeah. Really? In Ukraine. And selfies? In Ukraine. Well, I'm not going to go there with you again. Because me and you still don't see eye to eye on that one. It'll all come out in the end. Okay. But anyway, so that was that was fun. Um, I did a lot of, since we took a break from the, from the podcast, I did a lot of podcast listening. And I really got focused in on some of the like gospel truth news that I listened to by Andrew, Andrew Womack. And my mom's like, you guys need to re-listen to this if you've heard it. It's called um, Killing Sacred Cows. And it's by Andrew Womack. And it was like, I think it first aired in 09. Man, it's good. It like makes you think more about like what man has taught us in religion versus what the Bible actually says. So he goes through the Bible on a bunch of verses and shows you like he's such a good, he has such a great way of just putting it out there and explaining it in just common sense way. It's like, oh yeah, why didn't I ever think about that? Or why? Anyway, so um, I would encourage anybody who wants to listen to that. Maybe if you're in that place of like, I'm a Christian, I believe, I go to church or I don't go to church, but I do believe. And um, I just feel like there might be something a little bit more. Or you've just been nudged that, hey, there is something more. I would encourage you to listen to this. I shared it with two of my mom friends that our kids go to the same school and they were both blown away. And I just had this like inkling that, Maybe they would like to hear this. So I just shared the podcast over there to them and they were both like blown away and they're still texting me about it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to listen a second time. I'm gonna have to take notes the second time, you know, this. And I listened to it quite a few times and I've started another series called um, A Better Way to Pray. And I've listened to that a few times. It's just a good reminder. It's good, good, solid foundation information. And it's stuff that, you know, so unfortunately some of the churches just don't teach or talk on, you know? So um, Andrew Womack is who that is. Killing Sacred cows and then hmm. a better way to pray there so, you go go look it up yeah that's what i spent a lot of time with that and listening to you know radio stuff so in uh, uh we always get emails and private messages from people on facebook and everything mm-hmm. i had a private message sent to me okay listener in oklahoma yeah good dude i've went i've i've messaged him back and forth quite a few times real real good guy i'll leave his name out of it okay he messaged me something, and it just, I just want to see what you think. Me? Yeah. Like just, me personally? Just, just what's your opinion of it? Oh, okay. He just put, so, and he's a business owner. He says, so, owner to owner, and a terrible subject. Have you ever had an employee not be able to work because he's taking a girl for an abortion? I'm not sure what the laws are other than Oklahoma is a right to work, work state, meaning I can fire you at any point I feel like it. 
But honestly, I'm not sure that this particular person is the character that I want on my team. What do you think about that? Mm. I think a lot about that. Um, number one, I would try to find out if this business owner was a small business owner, medium size, or large business owner, and the what the that, what the repercussions are of um, he's a small business owner. Okay, and uh, what the likelihood is of this guy coming after? You know what the lawsuit's going to look like? Well, if it's a right to work state, can he? <clears throat> they could say anything okay. and go to court. So, um, how would how would we handle that, Ryan. That's, I mean, that's, I the, best, about that's the best way to, to really try to put it into perspective. That's a tough. The first thing that I would do is whoever the employee is, I would just short. No, I probably would. And I'd probably go so far as to beg them. Don't do this. Don't be a part of this. Mm-hmm. You might not change that woman's mind, but you do not need to enable this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like we would take care of that baby. I'm not even going there. I'm I saying would. I would. Fine. What I'm saying is there. Can you convince her to carry to t- carry this child to term and and adopt? Go put it up for put this poor kid up for adoption. I, you know, mm-hmm. convince her like, I, and I assume that this guy was taking this girl to get the abortion. And this guy was the dad. I assume that can't mm-hmm. say for sure. I didn't go that deep into it with him, but I can't imagine why just a guy who is a friend would do that with a girl, but I, I don't know. I don't know. What would I do? Well, besides beg them not to make this mistake and not to murder this baby. Would I keep them around? And I would probably say you do this. If you go completely against this and you want to kill a child, I'm going to fire you and you mm. can just lawyer up. Because I, I, I'm, I'm standing on the side of God here. That's true. And you can just lawyer up and you can come after me. But you better, you better, you better have a duffel bag of money. Because I'm not going to stop. Mm. I will defend myself until I am sued by a judge. Because you have the right to, you have the right to employ whoever you want. Right. And somebody that facilitates a murder, I don't want on my team. That's true too, Ryan. That's a, that's a hard truth. Yeah. Um, You know, other than, other than having conversation with these people, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put myself in a position like situation, hypothetically, where this conversation happens the first thing that comes to mind is babies are the best thing in the world. They are fantastic. Yeah. What a blessing. What a joy Alden has been and yeah. will continue to be. I mean, in, oh, but I, Jessica, you and I wanted a baby. What about the woman that doesn't want a baby? And I'm therefore, just, it is a convenience murder. Yep. That's all it is. Convenience murder. Convenience murder. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good line. I like that. Well, that's what it is. I mean, exactly what it is. It's not because she was, I don't know if she was, I don't know what happened to the gal. If, if she was raped or if this is just a, I would assume it's just convenience, um, without knowing any other information. And I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just, 
Babies are the best thing in the world. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And nobody laugh. Nobody doesn't laugh at a baby's giggle. You know. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. So I don't know. I, that that's a tough one. Uh, yeah. That, that's a hard one. <laughs> have, I would I would have to say that there's some major problems. But you and I talk about the team that we have going. You know, working with us all the time, and the guys that we can grow with, and the ones that we can't grow with, and multiple conversations over the last six or seven years we've discussed about growth and how we can grow with someone. And some, you know, at some point we think, okay, this is, we've got something good going on. Most of the times we're like, this isn't going to work out. (laughs) We'll see how long this lasts. So, um, yeah, I I don't know that I could grow with somebody like that on my team, you know, because you don't have the same foundation. That's right. And is it because they're ignorant in knowledge or is it because they choose to be ignorant? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know how this turned out. I don't know. I don't have any idea what this gentleman did. Yeah. But, um, the second that I read that though, I was like, that's good podcast material. Yeah. That's, I'd make for some good conversation. That's a tough one though. I mean, that's real, that's real life. What's happening here. Yep. Did you hear about the Capitol police stopping the children's choir singing? In DC? Uh Uh-huh. No. Yeah, the they, children's choir. There's a children's choir stop mid-performance while singing the national anthem at the U.S. Capitol. The Capitol Police claims that it is a form of demonstration and could be offensive. That's not against the law. They stopped the choir from singing the national anthem. You are guaranteed by the Constitution of the United States to peacefully assemble. And I find it very hard to believe that a Christian choir singing the national anthem cannot be described as peacefully assembling. The Capitol Police. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who's their boss? I don't know. Oh, Biden? Yeah. (laughs) Ultimately. I don't know their, yeah immediate that guy did you see that so the gateway pundit i this is all over twitter so just fyi i mean that's that story is everywhere but i'm i'm reading the headline from the gateway pundit the capital wow. place yeah mm-hmm. and these this choir is beautiful i mean these kids are middle aged or middle school kids elementary kids yeah so um they were so confused like if you watch the video they're extremely confused as to what why they have to stop mid mid second verse of the star spangled banner how old you say they are Middle school. Middle school. Mm-hmm. Elementary to middle school. You know, I shame on those Capitol Police. Right. At a human level, Could I mean, be considered I, offensive. If, if they are, if they are serving and protecting somebody, you know, and then trying to keep them safe, that's great, and I thank them for that. Mm-hmm. But shame on you as a human for shutting down middle age, not middle age, but middle school aged kids for singing the national anthem. Good. I know. I know. So I have two more two more points I want to make. Go ahead. Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, I got You've got something on him? Well, well we not, can come back to him. him. Not on okay. him. I've just the Bud Light thing. Okay. Well we can come back to that. You can go for it and we can just build off of it. Go ahead. Uh, well, it's uh they've lost over about sixteen billion since April first. Twenty seven. Twenty it's up to twenty seven. Twenty seven. Okay. Billion dollars. All right. Um, so Dylan Mulvaney, there is a video right now circulating of him back in February of 2022. All right. So this is like a year two ago. Februarys ago. Yeah. yeah. A year and a couple months ago. Yeah. Months He's ago. like, I recently told my mom and dad that I'm attracted to women. And, um, and he was like, it's very confusing because the last 10 years I've came out as homosexual, bi, 
queer, now trans, and whatever. And then he admits to wanting becoming pregnant, wanting to become pregnant, this and that. It's just crazy. But that was from February of 2022. That video is now circulating again. And so all these headlines are blowing up saying that Dylan Mulvaney now identifies as a lesbian, which would make him <laughs> what they call a cisgendered male, which is a normal male attracted to females. But since he is identifying as a woman, he can call himself a lesbian. Yes. So. You know what? Thank God in our scholarship applications, nobody like that applied. Right. I mean. I think it is such a, such a minute. It is. It's a, piece you're talking our, about boys, zero, yeah. zero, 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 one percent of yep. the population that's getting all the attention. You know, like whenever I was doing uh, show prep today. Like, three quarters of the stories that I saw were all about LGBTQ trans shit. And we've talked it into the wall. I, I, I don't... What the hell? It's If I if I brought forth another one of those articles, by and large, it's the exact same thing that we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. These people are crazy. They are absolutely just nut jobs. You know, I, but here, here, t t talking about LGBTQ and everything, t did you hear any of the... Uh, any of the uh, uprising in Los Angeles, at uh, Dod the Dodgers, the Los Angeles Dodgers organization has went through. Support, no. I mean, this is Pride Month. Right. Pride, whatever. It's, yeah. I, I don't. Why do we have a Memorial Day, but we have a Pride Month? Because. Well, who needs to be celebrated for a month? Who needs to be celebrated for uh, 365 days a year? The people that made the ultimate sacrifice. They only get one day. Why do we have Pride Month? Well, regardless, the Dodgers organization is really cabbaging on to this Pride Month and really trying to make the LGBTQ trans community, whatever, uh, feel included. Oh. And they've, they've embraced this, I can't even remember what it was called, uh, and I don't have the story in front of me because I just get tired of reading this shit. But they embrace this anti-Catholic organization of LGBTQ people. Ah, yes. They started bullying the people? Yes. Yeah. And just talking about how awful Catholics are mm -hmm. because by and large, we don't... I'm not saying I want to see anybody do harm to an LGBTQ person. Not at all. But at the same time, you, you can't condone what God condemns. God condemns this. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> so... There's some hubbub going on there. Well, Clayton Kershaw is a pitcher for the Dodgers. Not only is he a pitcher, he is an ace. Like, he is one of the best in the major leagues. And he and his wife are devout Christians. Okay? That group is called Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. That's right. That's what they were called. Yeah. yeah I'm looking this up right now. Yeah. So. They are an anti-Catholic, uh, basically pro-sin group. But anyway, Clayton Kershaw, who is just a stud pitcher for the Dodgers, devout... I, I'm not. Even, I don't think he's a Catholic, but I don't know about that. But him and his wife are devout Christians. Well, guess what? He proposed at the ballpark. You listening to me? Uh huh. He proposed a faith and family night at the Dodger Stadium later on this later on this season. I think it's for late July or something. The Pride Movement came unglued. Mm. You can't do that. You can't have faith and family night. Faith and Family Night, what the hell's wrong with that? A night at the ballpark to celebrate your love for Jesus, drink a few beers, and watch the game, watch a baseball game get played with your family. 
But the pride move, I mean, just came unglued. Man, how backwards have we become in America where faith is now offensive? Just faith. We're going to well, celebrate. The whole time we've done our podcast, we've been under the spiritual warfare. It is good against evil. I mean, period. It's, you draw the line. And that's what this is. Is I just... Yeah. <sighs> there was another uh, guy who had a statement on it from the LA Dodgers, and that was the the uh, Blake... Um, let me get his last name. Sorry. Player? Blake, Blake Trinan. Oh, Trinan, yeah, MLB, MLB pitcher. Okay, yeah. So he's yeah, he's. Well, so he what signs, he say? Is he pro pride or is he pro, pro Jesus? Yeah. Um, I understand stand that playing in baseball is a privilege and not a right. And my convictions in Jesus Christ will always come first. Um, inviting the sisters of perpetual indulgence to perform disenfranchises a large community and promotes hate of all Christians and people of faith. This single event alienates the fans and supporters of the Dodgers, Major League Baseball, and professional sports. People like baseball for its entertainment value and competition. The fans do not want propaganda or politics forced on them. The debacle with Bud Light and Target should be a warning to companies and professional sports to stay true to their brand and leave the propaganda and politics off the field. I totally agree with that. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. I believe the word of God is true. And in Galatians 6, 7, it says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. This group openly mocks Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of my faith. And I want to make it clear that I do not agree with nor support the decision of the Dodgers to, quote, honor the sisters of perpetual indulgence. He signs it. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua twenty four fifteen. There you go. Lake Trinan. Trinan? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, so that is very profound, yeah. what he has written there. I love um, it. I think all Christians are under attack right now. And if you can't stand up for what is right or what you believe in the Bible, if, you, if you're like on the fence of like, the Baptist called it lukewarm. You can't be lukewarm. But like... In real life, we're all just learning how to how to love Jesus better and love each other each other better. You know, I don't know. I just know that I I just know there's right and there's right and there's wrong and there's wrong. Like there's no in between. And all this gray stuff is noise. Yeah. All this, all of this confusion that people are putting out there. I'm not even going to call the the left, but the left agenda aligns with what these these crazies do. Mm-hmm. Um, because no one had a problem. With LGB. Nobody had a problem until they started selling children's clothes, started pushing the whole mutilation of children in their bodies, pushing chemical castration. Nobody had a problem with it until then. You step into our kids and you mess with the wrong people. Yeah. You start pushing it on our kids and you're messing with the wrong people. Yeah. So. And I'm glad to see. And and, who looks up to Major League Baseball players? Kids. 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 And whenever you have rock stars like Clayton Kershaw, who, I mean, like yeah. I said, he's a he's a worldwide named pitcher. I mean, he's not just a local guy like the guy you just said, yeah. who I'm not familiar with. Right. Clayton Kershaw, I mean, I would love for him to come play for the Cardinals. He's just that good of a pitcher. Really? Yeah, he's really? just a fantastic athlete. Well, that's awesome. But he's also a devout Christian, he and his wife. And, and for him to share that mm-hmm. and just – he didn't put down – this uh, these other people, these pride people, or whatever this organization is called, uh-huh. he didn't necessarily put it down. He said, "I don't support anybody that's just 
broadly just rejects religion. And he's saying they offend me. Yeah. What they do and what they stand for offends me. Yeah. And it's going to offend a whole population of people. Exactly. But I tell you what, let's look at your ticket sales at Dodger Stadium whenever you promote this piece of shit group. Mm Mm-hmm. But then let's also look at if if they indeed do this family faith night at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Let's look at ticker, ticket sales for that that yeah. evening yeah. or that week or whatever. Yeah. But you see, I feel like I feel like whenever it's split in two like this, if you were to do that, then everybody that they paint it like it's a religious thing. Yeah. Like it's going to be nothing but gospels and hymns being sung in white robes at this Dodgers baseball game, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like that's how they paint it. Yeah. When it's not. When we're just here on this earth trying to have heaven on earth and live our life and enjoy it while we're here. Right. You know? We're going to go to a Dodgers game. We're going to go with our family. We're going to drink a couple beers. We're going to watch our favorite. We're going to watch and root for our favorite team and favorite athletes to go out there and be competitive. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And hopefully at the end of the night, you see sportsmanship as well for whoever won and whoever lost it. And I mean... I'm going to tell you something what this is all based off of. This is all based off... The entire movement is based off of feelings. It is based off of what I feel inside of me. Yeah. We live in a follower society today. How many followers do you have? Oh, he has, you know, a million followers or he has 20 million followers around the world. What is that? Like a follower? Okay, whatever. So you're an influencer of some sort. We get it. All right. And this person that has followers is an influencer. They feel feminine. So they feel like they're going to be a woman. Well, I feel I'm I've ever since I was 12 years old, I felt like I was supposed to be a boy. I felt like I was supposed to be a boy and my parents should support me because of my feelings. Well, I'm going to tell you something. When Alden comes to me and says, mommy, I feel really mad at you right now. I'm really angry right now. And I'm like, get over your feelings. You're not allowed to be angry right now. Like I get that we get frustrated but like you're not going to feel that way forever. It's fleeting. I have I have a feelings are fleeting and they're not real life. That's right. That's, that was, why, that's funny you say that because that was in the homily today at church about really? about love. What yeah. is love? Is love it's a not feeling? It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. In a way it's a feeling, but that's not real love. That's emotional love. Exactly. Emotions and feelings are fleeting. Yes. Love is a choice. Mhm. And action you think God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit needed us? <laughs> yeah, right. They don't need us. They don't need to love us. They choose to love us. They have so much love. The Trinity is so much love. Mm-hmm. They choose to love us. Mm. I, yeah. And anything, anything in the gray area that makes you consider... Oh, well, I'm just not sure if that kid, if that, if a kid comes up to me and says, well, I don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. Well, what does your biological sex tell you are? Do you stand up to pee or sit down? Yeah. I mean, what is it? Because that's the fact. I don't (laughs) care what you feel like. It is. I'm sorry, Alden. You, you, you might be frustrated because I said, no, we can't go swimming right now. But like, he's going to get over that feeling. I know he's going to get over that because I'm an adult. He feels like it's going to last forever. Right. But feelings are fleeting, and anything in the gray area is an agenda, in my opinion. 
And that's what they that's what they play off. They play off of these emotional feelings. Another thing that I don't like about the word feeling, I I, I don't like it whenever. And this is just me, and probably it's me splitting hairs here, and maybe not. And maybe you guys would agree with me. But I don't like it when somebody says, "Well, what do you think, Ryan?" You'll never hear me say this. Well, I feel like this. Blah 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 blah. No, no, own it. I think. Yeah. I think you're an idiot. I don't feel like it. I think you're an idiot for the way you think. Or I think you're a smart person <laughs> for the way you think. I don't feel that. I think it. Okay, so I... That's probably splitting hairs, but... I think that I say I feel like a lot. Then I look like at you words. like, oh, do you really feel that way? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm pretty sure that... I feel like I say that a lot. <laughs> you feel... Nice. <laughs> You feel like you say I'm, that a lot. I'm pretty sure I do. I think say that you do. Yes, I know I say that a lot. But do you so. guys know what I mean? And I got to pay attention to that. But I mean, for real, I get what you're saying. It's There's like a when, point when, there. when people say, say, I feel something, it's like they kind of want to say their opinion, but they don't want to offend you. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like we ought to fill in the blank. Yeah. Own it if you think it. Yeah. I think we ought to fill in the blank mm-hmm. i think we ought to make boys go in the boys room and girls go in the girls room i think it. i don't feel it mm-hmm. i think it mm-hmm. i don't know like i said splitting hairs maybe so a question for you do you think do you feel this i way? don't feel but all, look, right. Tell me. all right i'm gonna have to watch this so if i say just don't judge me all right i'm working on it <laughs> uh target and bud light yeah i think they're idiots for what they've done okay so, I've never been a huge Target fan. I'm no. It's not like I'm making a Target run all the time. Yeah. I probably went to Target mm, three times last year, maybe. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, Target is an hour away from us at Evansville, yeah. Indiana. That's the closest one. Yeah. It's not like it's even an option. It's not like I go just to make a special trip. But there's people from Mount Carmel who do that. And that's totally fine. I've just never been a Target run girl. Like, I'm not. I'm right. not I don't feel like they have good deals on things. I feel like I pay twice as much. Now their clothes are much cuter than, you know, for Alden's uniforms. There's a lot more options there than there are at Walmart. So I think that's why I went last year. Um, I just, do you, do you think? You almost (laughs) did it. (laughs) Okay. With Bud Light and this Target thing and what's going on with them business wise, I mean, there's, they're tanking, right? Both can we agree that we? That oh, totally. Ta- Twenty-seven tanking. billion. Anheuser Busch has lost twenty-seven billion with a B That's dollars. Hurting. That's got to be hurting in value sales. since this boycott began. I mean, we're only talking okay. a month and a half. So Tony Reed is another podcaster and another TikToker around, and he's pretty local. I mean, comparatively speaking, but yeah. he he said that he wouldn't boycott Bud Light if he liked the drink, correct? Okay. Yeah. Is that, is that, was that his stance? Am I understanding correctly? Uh, I think more where... I wish he knew. You want me to try to call him? I guess you can, yeah. See if he'll pick up the phone. Okay. And I would like... Because I would like to know, because now we know the effects of not buying Bud Light, I would like to know his opinion. Okay. Let, let me see if I can get okay. him on the phone. And I'd also like to know if he would... If he would like not shop at Target because they're, you know, selling trans children's clothes. Let's see if we can get Growing Corn 2020 to pick up. Okay. Yo. Is this the Tony Reed? The Growing Corn? Yes. Holy cow, I can't believe I've got you on here. What are you doing today? 
Well, not a whole lot. Kind of a rough night last night, so licking oh, my wounds. Yeah, you had the tractor <laughs> drive yesterday, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, overall it wasn't too bad. So. Good. Yep, just hot. Oh, it so. is. It's plenty warm outside. That's for sure. Yes. But uh, yep. no, as Jess and I were sitting here doing the podcast, you know, me and you kind of hatched this idea a couple of months ago. Like we sh- once or twice a month, we ought to do ten minutes with Tony, and. Uh, sure. You know, and then just kill you after 10 minutes, even if you're mid-sentence. Just be like, yep, time's up. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Clock's ticking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, All right, so getting right into it. <laughs> getting right into it. Go ahead, Jessica. We're talking about the Bud Light boycott and these people's boycott yeah. and target. And now I guess Kohl's is the next thing. Well, I think Kohl's and there's a few other there's a few other people. So with your stance, from my understanding, and tell me if I'm wrong at any time, Tony, my understanding of your stance is that we should not be canceling anybody we should just support who we support no matter what there's no reason to boycott anybody if you like the product if you like the product there's no reason to boycott right and i guess a little bit of that too is why do you have to make a public announcement that you're going to boycott it i guess i could understand it more if you just said you know what tell your wife hey don't shop at walmart no more and that's as far as it goes Yeah. yeah to me that's maybe a little more acceptable, but I don't know. I, I just don't understand why everybody has to cancel each other nowadays. You know, we have freedom of speech in this country. So if you don't believe in freedom of speech, then wouldn't that, that mean that would make you want to cancel people, wouldn't it? I don't believe what you have to say. So you need to shut up. Yeah, that's so true. I, I just, I just think if you, if you believe in freedom of speech, let them have their speech. I think a lot of, I, I, I don't feel this way, but I think a lot of, um, what we've seen in the last two years is that our First Amendment right has been stomped on and trampled on by big tech companies. And that's kind of where this whole, like, where it it really grew momentum because of the, the big tech companies on Twitter and on Facebook. They're just canceling everybody just because they don't like, TikTok just because they don't like plenty. it. Sure. TikTok yeah. does it also. So my, yeah. my question here is, after Bud Light has lost, and Ryan just reported twenty-seven much? billion dollars worth of uh, stock value. Twenty-seven billion with a B, mm-hmm. as in Bravo. Because all these people, it's boycotted by a Bud Light, and it's a true thing. I mean, yeah, I mean they can't even sell yeah. it off the shelf for three bucks a case, right? So, and now uh, Target is a target for this boycotting because. There was a satanic designer hired by Target who actually sold children's tucking bathing suits. Did you hear about that, Tony? I had got bits and pieces, not not very much, but yeah, I, I seen there was a major uproar. There, so Target has this bathing suit where it's being marketed to gays where a boy no no no, no. not gays children children okay yeah children children, children who identify as a gay like a gay boy identifies as a woman and it's got a pouch in it he can tuck tuck his twig and berries into (laughs) so i guess that was the straw that broke the camel's back there yeah yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so uh, my question is after seeing these boycotts and they're actually working these massive companies are really losing some money i mean they're they might not be publicly saying they're hurting but they've got to be hurt it is making a difference with these people boycotting and getting the information out there with like tiktok and uh twitter and all the other stuff like does your stance change at all not necessarily from the fact that do you think tomorrow we'll never hear the letters 
LGBTQ again or gay or anything. No. It ain't going to go away. No, right. it's, you're right. It's still going to be there. So maybe it won't be as in your face, possibly. I don't know, but I mean, I still see it everywhere because yeah. now, and now it's almost more in your face because you've got the crowd who supports it and you've got the crowd who don't support it. And the crowd who does support it are making so many jokes and memes and everything else that you can't get away from. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so all we've done is promoted it more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. It's the, it's yeah. the old stir the shit argument, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, and I want to clarify, too, that I don't support any of that stuff. I, and I don't. I don't know if people get the wrong impression there. No. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah good point. I, good point. I just. I think it's just pointless. I mean, I, I think that's a very slippery slope when you have to start canceling people. I mm-hmm. just yeah. feel like you you can back yourself into a corner pretty quick. I'm kind of with I you. Get it. There, yeah. there, there is always a rule to that exception. You know, we obviously, you know, any form of pedophilia or anything like that, you know, that to me, that's totally different when you're involving children or something yeah. that's going a little too far. You know, totally. I, I, get, I get that. Yeah. But just because such and such company you know, done whatever. I don't know that we just need to immediately slam the door on them. I mean, you know, but I mean, that's it's your right to do that too, though. I mean, that's, well, yeah. sure, but yeah, it's the being loud about the shit, the slamming the door, you know, and oh, I gotta, yeah, I've got a, I've got a little bit of a microphone here, here on Twitter or TikTok or whatever. I'm going to tell everybody yeah. I am not buying Bud Light anymore, and neither should you. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the Carhartt thing back last winter. Yeah, like that was the dumbest right. shit in the world. People taking perfectly good clothes that they've already paid for and throwing them in the burn yeah. box. It's like, what the hell? I will say, I tried to get online and look at their women's Carhartt jeans because I have a girlfriend who had some and they looked like perfect work jeans. And you can't find something that's not like fitted, skinny jean, skinny cargo jean, or something ridiculous. Why? They're not not work jeans. You can't find work jeans anymore. Oh, Like a a regular boot cut, mid-rise. Like that we normally work in every day. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. You wow. can't find it online on their website. Nope. Yeah. It's yeah. not there. You know how many yeah. people, though, Tony? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I think the only time canceling is is acceptable is if this company legitimately screwed me. You know, I I bought something online from you and it never showed up in the mail or, you know, or whatever the scenario may be. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm never buying from them again. You know, they they screwed me on this deal or whatever. You know, that's totally one thing. But yeah. to just up and do it because you don't like the way they feel about something. I think so. Right. Slope. Right. Hmm. Like me personally, I wouldn't buy Bud Light just because of what this has turned into, because I don't want to be caught holding a Bud Light can. And then somebody walk up to me and say something. That's just <laughs> exactly. me. You know, it's not that like they really piss me off, even though I totally disagree with what they did. Yeah. But, that's right. but you know how many people on TikTok and Twitter and people that, that comment on my threads or any place that I comment say, Oh, well you're still drinking Bush light though. Aren't you? Well, yeah, I am. Right. I, I, I mean, if I was a Bud Light drinker, I would still drink Bud Light even if, even after this. I would just, I, I would just be like, I wouldn't. Maybe put it in a big koozie. And nobody <laughs> yeah, could see what you were drinking. Yeah. Can, uh, put duct tape around it or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, take a guy like Charlie Trucker, for example. We see it on TikTok. He drinks Bud Light every day, you know. Yeah. And him and I had talked. And, you know, and he caught a lot of flack over that. And he's like, guys, I don't even have nothing to do with this. I'm, I'm not even involved in it. I'm not following it. Nothing. I'm just a guy sitting here drinking my Bud Light. Yeah. yeah. And now he has to put up with the fallout from it. That's I don't right. think that's fair either. Exactly. Well, in, in the TikTok that you made, and I can't remember which one it was, dude, you were so spot on towards the end of it whenever you started saying, you know what? Start looking into the companies that you do do business with that you think might be standing yeah. straight and tall. They're not. 
Yeah. They're in bed with this yeah. shit. They just don't. Go. They're not quite as flamboyant about it as what Bud Light just yeah. was. You, you, you and I both farm. Yep. Tomorrow, send a letter to John Deere. Ask them to denounce any of this stuff that Target or Bud Light or anybody else is doing. See if you get a response. Yeah, so you yeah. can get them to publicly denounce it. How exactly. about they won't? Exactly. So, they won't either. If you're not going to denounce it, that I'm not saying you necessarily support it, but you're not. You're not putting your foot down against it either. Right. So what's the difference? Well, was what was it? Two years ago, Bear Monsanto during uh, Gay Pride Month, with this, which is June, didn't they send out some rainbow shit to farmers? I'm pretty sure yeah, they, they did. did. I remember seeing that on on Facebook or something. And I think even was it Cortiva Pioneer? One of them had a flag. Yeah, an American flag. Just, weird on Facebook. Yeah. Here's what yeah. Bear sends you, and it's the Gay Pride stuff. And then here's what Pioneer right. sends you, and it's just American since 1926. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Since 1926, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Pioneer yeah. was pro-American, and Bayer was just—they're getting on board with the social movements. Ugh. And right. I didn't vote. I, I just feel like when it comes to all this stuff, it can't be picking and choosing. If you want to be that way, it has to be all or none. That's exactly right. All or none. Exactly right. Why are we just singling out this company, but we're letting this giving this company a pass? Ain't that what we all hate in this? in this country that, mm-hmm. you know, well, this group of people over here don't have any consequences, but these do. Well, what's the difference on this? Right. Well, okay. So, so as a mother, and is there a target up there where you're at? Uh, closest one would probably be an hour okay. for me, a little over an hour. Okay. So you walk in to target. The first thing you see and Henry sees is a bathing suit for him, bikini cut where he can tuck. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing he sees, and he's like, "Mom, this says it's for boys or trans kids. What do you, what is even a trans kid? How do you think Carolyn or yourself would react trying to explain that to? I don't know. How old is he now? Thirteen, twelve, uh, fourteen, fourteen? Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm the type when it comes to my kids. Uh, yeah, I don't. This may make some people mad, but I just flat tell them that that's wrong. I don't beat around the bush. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. tiptoe it here. You yeah. need to make yours. I flat tell them it's wrong. So my kids are literally going to laugh at that when they walk through the store. Yeah. <laughs> because, exactly. And I, that is my job as a parent to teach you that. And I don't care if somebody that's listening to this may say that I'm wrong for telling them that it's wrong. I don't care. It's my household, my kids. Absolutely. I say it's wrong. So, and that's just the way we're going to roll with it. So yeah. I, I don't have to really fight that because I feel like as a parent, as long as you do a good job raising your kids, this mm-hmm. shouldn't affect them. They're going to have the same thoughts on it that we do. So, yeah. Why is it such this battle? It's your job as a parent to teach them kids, not the government, not Target, not Walmart, whoever. That's you as a parent. So if you're doing your job, this really shouldn't affect your kids all that much. That's true. That's so true. And I am on board 100% with you. I am on board. And I don't care if it makes people mad, just like you said. It it is what it is. It's at home, a lot of it. Most of it. Yeah. Um, You find out that this... Okay, this person who worships Satan is now the designer of all of these clothes in Target. But you didn't know that. But you've bought a whole wardrobe of Target clothing. Does so, that change? Does that change anything for you? Yeah, you wear the clothes until they're wore out. You already paid for them. <laughs> yeah, and then you just don't go back. That's I right. Mean, yeah. That's, See, I have a hard like time. I, say. I have a hard time finding out the information about a satanic worshiper who has actually designed clothing for children and adults. Whatever printed tees are in right now, and that's kind of where this is, and it's geared towards children too. That's why I have a problem with it. So I'm not. I'm like. I would have a hard time wearing that T-shirt or letting my child wear that T-shirt 
with it having some sort of satanic ritual on yeah, it that you're... I didn't know anything about at the time, and now I'm finding out. It was a yeah. lack of information uh, on my part. Sure. But there's right. no... I mean, you right. can't punish yourself for that. You didn't know anyway. I mean... That's the way I look at it. I didn't know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You still wear the shirt. Hey, I got another story. <laughs> and I actually so, want to write... I, I mean, I have a point here because these moms are the ones not walking into Target making their stock stocks... And the prices of, they're going crazy. So? They just stop buying stuff. Yeah. Like, it makes a difference if you use your dollars as bullets. Well, I agree with that. And you know what? Like I just said, and like Tony's kind of saying, you d- just because you do that don't mean you have to go broadcast to everybody else. That's, you yeah. should cancel it, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess, do we do we know, is their sales down or just their stock? Because sales maybe are down. I had a whole bunch of money. Okay. I was going to say, because, you know, just take, for example, the Koch brothers. Maybe when all this comes out, they don't like it, and they had $3 billion worth of Target stock, so they sell it. Yeah. Well, the stock goes down. Don't really mean sales went down. It just means stock went down. Well, you sure, know? sure. So, well, like in Bud, in Bud Light's case, their sales obviously is tanked of the of the drink. I mean, yeah. the, sure. I've, I had a, I just read a story today where uh, you, a lot of their salespeople uh, work for, like, ind- independent distributors, like Kerner Distributing and things like that, mm-hmm. and – Mm-hmm. They're commission based, <laughs> like they're they're losing up. To, yeah. Those poor people are losing up to like two thousand dollars a month in their income because nobody really? buys Bud Light anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, one I got another story. I got another story. But I want to get to this. Just a second. Target stocks are down, and CNN reports that it's not because of Pride Month and the clothing that is there. It's because of the recession. Oh, that we're in. Where was oh, that? So source? now we're in a recession. CNN <laughs> business. <laughs> CNN business two days ago, CNN business two days ago said target stock has lost about a fifth of its value over the past two and a half weeks, but it's not what you think it is. It's a recession. It's the recession. And it's Trump's recession, right? (laughs) I don't see anything about Trump. And it only targeted Target and Bud Light. Everybody else is still weathering the storm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, switching gears. Whenever I read this story, I thought, man, this would be a great story for 10 minutes with Tony. This is a great one, Tony. So, you know, in today's in America, you're expected to tip for everything. Even if your (laughs) service was horrible, Jess and I've talked about this multiple times. I hate tipping. I just, I I hate it. Every place you go anymore, there's a damn tip jar sitting there. They just want a tip. I mean, even the gas station attendant that just sold you a Pepsi and a a Snicker bar. Tip. There's a tip jar there. Yeah. I just, so you you agree with me. You think this tipping shit's out of control. Yeah. I I just, tell me the price up front and that's it. That's right. I don't need to pay everybody else on the side. You're the employer. You pay them. What am I doing? I mean, I... (laughs) Exactly. So guess what? I, I read this story on PJ Media. The headline is, um, no thanks. Guess what stores with self-service checkouts want from you now? A tip? A tip. No. uh <laughs> From where? <laughs> like Walmart, you know, you do your self-service, you, you check out, mm-hmm. you do all the work, every damn bit of it, and a, between you and a computer, and now you're supposed to tip the computer? Like, what the hell? True story. I was doing self-checkout this week. I ran in to get one thing. And the guy who was watching the 15 registers there, so it asks you, how would you rate your service today at Walmart? He runs up as I'm like bagging my stuff and putting it in my buggy. He runs up and hits five stars and hits submit. (laughs) 
True story. That happened this week. And I'm like, and I looked at him and he's just like giving me this cheesy grin. Like he's six foot five and just a big old man. And I'm like, what is going on here? He hit five stars in submit. I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure I should so be getting must, the five star. That must be something to do with his pay then, ain't I it? I guarantee you. Know? Probably. Because why else would you care? Yep. Right. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. Exactly. I don't know. I just read that. Like now they want you to tip at a self checkout aisle. Like what the hell is this world came from? Come to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the first time I've heard of that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that's nutty. But what's crops looking like up your area? Well, we're not off the cliff, but we're going down by the day. I think. I mean, it's it's not terrible. Not trying to overplay my hand here, but. All the spots with any little bit of stress in the field are starting to show up now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And it's starting to roll pretty tight. When is, is so? How long has it been since you guys have had rain? Are you going on three or four weeks now? Uh, yeah, I'd have to look, but yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, real close to a month with anything measurable. I mean, we've caught a tenth or a half a tenth here or there, but the last good rain, yeah, it's probably been a month anyway. Yeah, it's it's getting pretty damn dry down here too. I mean, I've a little bit behind you given some rainfall on getting finished up planting and everything I planted's come up and it's come up well. I mean, there's still some moisture down there, but whenever, uh, you just get these continual hot days and the wind, it, the wind just keeps blowing. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't help anything yeah. either. So that's right. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be interesting because I, we don't have any rain in sight up here for 10 days or two weeks, whatever it is. So yeah. Same here. Same here. At what point will the markets turn around? <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to see. I know it. I know it. And one, I mean, you've talked in private about this, but some of the people on Facebook and just the drama queens that's on there and what I, what I consider probably the dumbest page on Facebook is grain market discussions. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> There's a special kind of stupid people that post on there. I mean, yeah. just awful. <laughs> I mean, hell, some of these people act like their corn's turning white. They just as well get the bat wing out and mow it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're just dying for this to be a train wreck. I mean, it, it don't matter. They they just cannot wait. I think they've already got it all typed up, just ready to <laughs> click the send button, exactly. just to say that, it, that it's a train wreck. I mean, it's it's crazy. It is. It really is. Oh, but I will never forget in 2012, that was the year of the bad route, you know. Oh, yeah. There was literally, and I'm not going to mention any names, but it's someone that's pretty highly respected in the grain trading industry, farms in another state too, and his crops literally went from the worst train wreck he ever had in his life to they caught one rain and it's a bumper crop. I mean, I, I don't know what we're going to do with all this corn. It's like, now, how does that work? Yes. I mean, this guy is 70 years old. It's like, I, I don't get it. I mean, it, it, it literally it flipped that much that fast. Yeah. Even 70 year olds like drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, you know, in 2012, we knew the crop was done like on the 10th of June. Like by that point yeah. right there, we knew like it's over with. The corn turned Agreed. white and it died. Oh. Yeah. It was tasseled and it was waist high. Yeah. I, I have not seen anything like that. Now, granted, we're not the tassel stage here, but it, like I've not seen anything like that around here hmm. nothing no same here and i mean our crops they've still got good color to them even through the heat of the day like you, you only see it's like certain numbers of corn like i've seen a guy where it's got but he must have split a 16 row planter had eight and eight yeah one row or one hybrid is just rolled tight by 10 o'clock in the, in the morning and the other one 
may not roll all day, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's very spotty as to how it looks, but overall, when you look out the window, you just scratch your head and think, Oh my gosh, this is a train wreck. I mean, it, it ain't that bad. No, yeah. not at all. You so, know, when, for me personally, what I remembered in 2012, the, I knew it was really, really bad whenever the sun was coming up at five in the morning and your corn was still rolled just as tight then as what it was yesterday yeah. at two o'clock in the yep. afternoon. Yep. We yep. don't have exactly. any of that. So no, no, we don't either. In fact, I'm looking out the window right now. I don't know what time it is. Three o'clock in the afternoon and mine ain't really rolled much to speak of at all. Truthfully. So, right. That's good. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we still need rain, but we still got, I mean, we still got a crop coming as of right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Well, I just tell our crops to, to grow and supernaturally find the water is what I tell them to do. So you guys could try yeah. that. I don't oh, know. okay. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It's what I do. Ryan always rolls yeah. his eyes and I'm like, well, that's what I pray for. So whatever. Yeah. Yep. That's all you can do. <laughs> that's right. Well, Tony, we appreciate you being with us. Ain't going to take much more of your time. We'll do this again here uh, before the end of the summer, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll try so, to give okay, you a little bit more good. notice. As just this is just a weird deal yeah. because as we were going through the podcast, yeah. Jess is just like, "I'd like to know." I want to know what to Tony thinks. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for spending some time with us, Tony, and tell Carolyn we said hello. Okay, will do. Thanks for having me on. All Sounds right. good. Thanks a lot. We'll see, see you, Tony. Ya. Okay. See you guys. Bye. Yep. Well, there you go. Tony Reed, the one, the only yeah. Growing Corn 2020. He's really saying that he's against the cancel culture. That's what he's saying. Whole, yeah. whole society of cancel culture, yeah. which I, I do agree with him somewhat. I do I do feel like we are moving towards a, uh, a, a different type of society where we do use our, our dollars as bullets and it is what it is, you know, and if, yeah. and if a company wants to stand up for the 0.01% of the population versus the, the rest of us who do believe in family values, whether they be whatever. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that you don't see more family being promoted. You know, you saw Dylan Mulvaney being promoted with Mm -hmm. big brands. um, And that's really, really unfortunate, but we live in an influencer society now. Sure. You know, everybody's trying to get famous. Everybody's trying to get on the bandwagon of that famous person. And everybody's trying to get a deal with the brand. So, well, yeah, whatever. Whatever's right. We have, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That was a good segment. I like that. I did too. Yeah. I did too. It's got an interesting perspective on some things. Well. Do you you have any stories? I feel like we've talked only about the few headlines that I had. Yeah. And we went way over on the LGBTQ stuff. (laughs) We won't do that again next week. I'm sick of it. I'm so tired of it. Yes. These other stories I could save till next week. You got stuff you got to get doing, get to go doing summertime fun stuff. And, um, yeah. We'll uh we'll get back at it. Song, songs of summer are back. Okay. Are you excited? I am. I know our listeners are going to be excited. I'm pretty sure that the hair bands of harvest and songs of summer people look forward to those. You those think two. I ought to do one hair band of harvest for wheat here in a couple weeks? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just like one. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of cheesy. I like it though. Hey, whatever. Like right. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we're going to get out of here. Uh, next week we will talk a little bit more about some some more scholarships that we're going to do just because and everybody that sent an application if we could help everybody we would mm-hmm. but we have to pick and it's tough to do and it and it's just a tough it's 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 hard so hard but if, if you didn't get picked uh and you'll know whether you get picked by the end of the week next week um if you didn't get picked it doesn't mean that that 
Anything. It doesn't mean anything. It just means, damn it, we can't do it for everybody. And we hate that, but it's just what it is. But you're definitely not being rejected. Not at all. You just, we can't do it for everybody. Yeah. But anyway, well, sounds of summer. How do we want to start this this year? I don't know. There is a song that's never made it really, really popular by Jason Aldean called Coming In Hot. Have you ever heard it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that ever made it to regular airplay, but it is a really? song that I really liked. Oh, yeah. I only know it from your playlist. Yeah, and the only reason I know it is I heard it on a commercial one time, and oh. I could tell it was Jason Aldean, and I downloaded the song. I was like, that's a good song. Okay. So, as we wrap up here today, uh, Leah Thomas is still a boy. Mm-hmm. You were born an American. So is Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> but don't forget to be an American, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus is our king. Jesus is always our king. Hang in there. We are long on America, for mm-hmm. sure. We'll see you next week. Adios. I usually tell you, take your time, go 45, easy in your drive. I put it in park, come inside while you get ready. We lay it back, we take it slow, we put the night on cruise control. What you wanna do, where you wanna go, I don't care, baby. Been fixing fence, been running roads, missing you like crazy. Girl, when I come to town tonight, I'm coming in high. Already got your song on, when you climb in. Climbing, it'll be playing. Man, thinking about you all week.